What is going on, Panther Nation? Welcome to our second episode of From the Panther Pit from the 2019-2020 school year. Once again, this is sports editor Ben Barkley, and today I'm sitting here with one of our new sports writers, Daniel Stackhouse. How are you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for letting me come on the show. Oh, absolutely. Always fun. Of course, this week at Stars Mill High School, it's homecoming week, so it's decades day today. For all you parents out there listening to the show, I'm dressed as the boss, Bruce Springsteen. One of the best 80s rock performances of all time. But enough of that. Let's get into some sports. We got a lot to catch you up on and a lot to talk about. So we're going to start off with some cross country. You know, they've been running pretty fast. Last week they had went over to Carrollton, which is where State is. So it was basically a little state preview at the Carrollton Orthopedic Invitational. Lots of good top performers there from the girls' side. But Darby Olive, who finished 16th, and there were a lot of runners there. So that's really good. One person I do really want to talk about in particular, this really fast freshman, Haley Ross, extremely. Yeah, I read. I was writing about her in my quickie that I wrote a few weeks ago when Stars Mill ran here. She was one of the top finishers, if I recall. And oh yeah. I was like, as a freshman, like she's got to be really good. As I've as I mentioned before in two weeks ago's episode, she runs with the varsity boys on her off days, which is. Pretty hardcore for a for a freshman girl, but uh, yeah. So the and the boys' top performers we got Joseph Mozilla who finished in thirty sixth, and then Seth Miller who finished forty seventh. Joseph, who was player of the week, I believe, our couple weeks ago. He's big leader on the boys. Yeah, he's definitely been the player player to watch. He's mm-hmm. made. A, uh, Coach Rock has said that he's made a lot of strides, and he's like. He's looking to be the top guy on that team for the next for the next two years. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we also have uh, one of our other sports editors, Jocelyn. She wrote a, she did a coach's corner yesterday. That's mm-hmm. already up. That absolutely, you guys can check out. You that. guys can check that out. Go on it, prowlernews.org. Give it a quick give it a quick listen. All right, so keep on looking for cross country. You know they you may blink and you may miss them. So now we're going to go a little bit in the volleyball. And I know I haven't. Watched a lot of volleyball, but I know Stackhouse. I know you have. Yes, so. sir, I have. Talk and to me about in volleyball. general. Um, we're 14-7. We are currently right under McIntosh, who's 17-1. But we are both 2-0 in the region. So anything can happen this later after the season. Uh, if you go back and read an article that the Prowler put out to a few few weeks ago, you you could have noticed that we were struggling from a bunch of more injuries. There were a bunch of communication issues. And when I went to go watch them this past Tuesday, they looked like they were getting that under control. They made it look like it was just business as usual. And when you look at their stats as a team, it looks like with the roster getting back together, they really got they're really getting that taken care of. Mm-hmm. And they're they are still recovering from a few injuries. They got Grace Ramkissen, who is currently injured, and she said that. Coach Flowers said he's going to be back within the next few weeks in light practice, but hopefully back by the area tournament. Mm-hmm. And Emily Knowles is gone for the rest of this for the rest of the season with the torn ACL, unfortunately. And of course, you know that team has a, still a lot of talent. They got Troy commit Tessa Laney, already Georgia Tech commit Nicole Smith. The talent's there. Of course, McIntosh is a reigning state champion, so always hard to beat, but. You know. Yeah, they play them, they play Whitewater, they play Sandy Creek, and they have the Elite Eight Showcase where they have the top eight teams from last state from last state playoffs. Mm-hmm. And did I also mention that this is all away? 
they're going to be away for the next month and they're, they're basically not the back, rest so. of the month mm-hmm. not be back here until the area mm-hmm. tournament in early mid-october so yeah volleyball make sure you come out if you're ever not doing anything to go out go away support your panthers so now going into softball a little bit they've been playing just like how stars mill softball expects to play 15 and three so far very sure undefeated in the region would have had a game against mcintosh but that game got rained out so they didn't play it that game will be rescheduled because it's a region game but yesterday i believe they played jones county we've always talked about this person on the show lily backus through 17 strikeouts in that game she has 99 now on the season it's in, she's insane. She is insane. I even heard from Coach from Coach Williamson, the head coach of the softball team, that she's on pace to reach 200 strikeouts by the end of the season, which is insane. And uh, speaking of which, you interviewed Coach Williamson after their game against Griffin in your little softball midseason analysis, which you can read also at prowlernews.org. Here's what Williamson had to say. How have you been able to get those pieces together to get such a great pitching core? You know, they uh, – they go to private instructors. Um, they all pitch in the summer. You know, uh, Lily, Sarah pitches a little in the summer. Paige, maybe not as much, but they go to they um, they go to the private instructors. So it's I wish I could take credit for it, or we could, but that's that's on them. Their hard work, and um, you know, so we just uh, try not to call too many bad pitches. And that consistency, how have they been able to reach that level of consistency? Yeah, like I say, it's just years of years of hard work, years of time, you know, them putting in the hours, um, you know, throwing, throwing on the side. Like this weekend, you know, all of them are going to lessons, going somewhere to throw. So it's just, uh, just individual commitment on their part. And next, I want to talk about the hitting. So, okay. again, with that, how have you been able to manage those pieces to – have such incredible hitting? Um, you know, it, it, the hitting comes and goes. You know, obviously tonight um, we had pretty good. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the pitching and the, and the quality of the teams. You know, um, when we face good teams, uh, we hope our hitting's still on. But, um, you know, same thing. These girls play travel ball. Most of them play year-round. They go to individual instructors. Our job is just try to find the right pieces, put them in the right spots, and, and um, you know, hope we're successful with that and more often than not you guys have been very consistent in getting ready for hitting almost every single game how do you manage that you know uh like i said it's uh it's it's fun when you have uh you know one two batters on base a lot you know they're both uh batting close to 500 or so and then you got really three through six that are that are hitting real well um and then um, we've had games where our seven, eight, nine batters have, have really picked us up. So, you know, it, it makes our job easy when, when they're swinging the bat well. It's uh, a lot of games this year we have. We just uh, we've got to be consistent. You know, um, you know, there's a couple games I can think of where where we didn't hit well. And, um, I'm not sure if we were flat, or if the pitching was that dominant. But um, you know, it, if we stay healthy, we've got a chance of. of being in, being in a lot of ball games. And the last point I want to talk about is is the base running. And the base running is something that is absolutely noteworthy. So how did that start? Um, that started with their genetics. They, you know, a lot of them were blessed and can run pretty well. Um, 
you know, you got Lauren, she's probably pretty sure she's the career stolen base leader. If not, she's right there. I think that by this point in time, she's probably a career stolen base leader at Stars Mill. Um, Sydney, not far behind her, you know, she broke the record in 100 meter last year as a freshman. So, um, you know, those two are on base. Joe Lee can run the three spot. Kendall runs well. Um, you know, we, we've got some speed and, and they know how to run bases. So that's, it's a fun thing to watch. And how does that change up your game? I mean, it, it puts so much pressure on the defense. Um, when you have um, when you have people like that that can run the bases, uh, you know, if you played the game at all, you you know when you're out there on the infield and and you look up and see see that kind of speed, and, uh, it, it, it makes the defense make mistakes. So yeah, he talked about how a lot you, they've been really successful. You know, specifically the pitching rotation. Mm -hmm. When you've got a really good pitching rotation. It's hard for a lot of teams to do successful against you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both. I mean, both Bacchus and Andrews, and even Latham. They're all they're all great. Mm -hmm. And when you have them all together, it's like, what do we even do? Exactly. So I also believe you interviewed both Andrews and also Senior Reagan Turner. I did at that game. Here's what they had to say. Well, we've been working on drills where we're kind of locating the ball and making sure that with our pitches we go where we need to go with the ball, depending on where like the runners are in situations like that. So I think practicing like that, like we have been, has been benefiting us in the games. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you think? Same thing. And I think just like staying disciplined at the plate and like looking for your pitch, mm -hmm. which is something that the coaches stress. So. Mm -hmm. How do you con continue to adapt against all different kinds of pitchers against all these different teams? You got to set your timing and make sure you see a couple pitches. And I think it's just like going in with the right mentality, like you stick with your plan, you know, like it doesn't change. Um, I know I go in with the mentality saying that I'm doing this for my team. I'm trying not to be selfish. So I'm watching those pitches go by and making sure that like I'm getting the pitcher going up and she's pitching a lot. So. All right. The last thing I want to discuss is the, is the base running. I didn't even realize this until I came today. The base running on this team is incredible, especially – how have you guys begun to establish base hitting? Like, where did that start? I mean, base running, I think Flan and Sydney, they pretty, they go hard on that. They are just, they, they grind. And then just watching where the ball goes and practicing, we practice that in practice as well. So just being smart on the bases is what you gotta do at this level. You guys are, are comfortably in the driver's seat at the top of the region. How do you continue that? I just don't think that I we should be yeah. thinking about that. We don't because, think about like, it. we still have half the season left, and then we still have region playoffs. And Anything could happen against any team. We just have to take it one game at a time and just do our thing. Just we can't look in the future too much. So, yeah, they talked about a lot of the same things, really. Pitching, even base stealing, which has been really, really good for us. Flanders and Sidney Blair, two quick, two quick ones for the bases. Yeah, the stealing, I didn't even realize until I went to go cover Griffin that they were so good. Our I was talking to the advisor, he was saying, like, pay attention to the base running. Like, we steal bases like crazy. I was like, really? And I, be I believed him after I saw that, like, especially, Bla especially Blair, like, mm -hmm. they hit that hard. If, like I said with cross country, if you blink, you may miss them. <laughs> but now they got a, another big region matchup 
at home on this Tuesday against Whitewater. Whitewater's always, you know, usually last year was we beat them both times in the regular season, but then we lose to them in the region tournament. Hopefully this time it changes a little bit, but. Hopefully we can get that 3-0. Oh, yeah. But but come out and support your Panthers there. That's an easy one to go to. Now to the granddaddy of them all, football. Two two big wins. We started the season two and out. First game against Mount Zion, it was a little slow, I, I gotta say. But defense is really—it's not the offense to me that's really helped the team when it's their defense. Like you know, the saying "defense wins championships," and that's that really rings true for the Stars Mo football team. You have a lot of. You have a lot of standouts on the team, like especially like Coach Phillips has said multiple times. You you have Wes Haney and Cole Bishop, amongst a um, amongst a bunch of other leaders. But what I'm really impressed with is that linebacking core. Like mm-hmm. that's where that's where it seems like the bulk of the defense is, and that really isn't that bad of a thing when you consider all the defense is great. That center is just great. Mm-hmm. But of course, Wes Haney did go out of the game against Northgate. I think I saw him with a boot on his leg. So who knows how long he'll be out. But they, it doesn't really matter because there's still a lot of great players on that defense Absolutely. that can step up. So speaking of the Northgate game, this was – I remember talking to Coach Phillips after the win against Mount Zion. That game was sort of a revenge game for him because they blew that lead last year. The revenge, I think, has been served. We beat them 28 nothing. It was just an all-around dominant showing, and even the offense stepped up. Like Ben Bonney, he had a great game. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure 20, 20 carries. 21 carries, 140 yards, three touchdowns. Like that's, ve- that's very impressive. That's very impressive. Anybody. And speaking of Bonney, I talked with him after that win against Northgate. Here's what he had to say. We just we just reminded everyone at halftime exactly what happened last year, and we just said we can't let it happen again. we got to come out and fire off just like we were in the first half. So I talked to Coach Phillips after last week's winning against Mount Zion, that this was, and he told me that this was sort of a revenge game for y'all. Do you feel revenge has been served tonight? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. With the shutout and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And now next week you guys got Chapel Hill. They they kind of embarrassed you guys last year. How are you guys going to prepare for that? We're just going to remind everyone all week what happened last year, and we just got to make sure to fire off on all cylinders again, just like we did this week. So Ben Bodney, I think, arguably could be the lead back now for that big running attack. Of course, you got Kalen Sims, but he's kind of started off a little slow. I think 12 carries, 63 yards for both of those games, which I remember last season he ran for at least 107 of the 11 games last season. But then again, he was injured, got a little foot injury in that last season, state playoff round one against New Hampstead, where we unfortunately lost. Maybe he hasn't fully recovered from that. Who knows? But We still have a good amount of games to play to see where he's going to mm-hmm. be at the end of the season. But going back to that Northgate game, I also talked with Coach Phillips after that game. Here's what he had to say. Real proud of the way we've played defensively this season. You know, Chris has been around a long time. We don't play defense. The reason we run our offense the way we do is because we have to control the clock. We got to control the clock. We got military type kids that they run a run, 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 run mentality, and we're good. And we can play defense. We got a chance to be okay. And when we add the kicking game in with Christian Castillo and Gavin Necessary, you know, things are going well. But as you know in life, all things are subject to change. You know, we had to suffer two injuries that could be. I mean, Wes Haney's the best player on the team. And if he's hurt bad, that's going to really. We're going to pay a price for this victory. 
So talking about that defense, I'm, last season, of course, you had that lead at halftime, and then you blew that lead last right. year. How were you guys able to we keep that lead? We challenged, challenged them before the game and challenged them at halftime not to let the same thing happen. And we got some, we got a really good junior and senior class right now. And they, uh, they just got them took over. So I remember last last week you told me after the win against Mount Zion that this was sort of a revenge game for y'all. Yeah, was, and then, has revenge been served? Oh, absolutely. And uh, we talked about the class from last year and, and kind of making things right from last year because we let one get away from us. And, and we've already set the stage for Chapel Hill and Sandy Creek. We got blown out by them last year. We got embarrassed by both of them. So. Uh, we're going to come. Players going to be here Sunday with the staff, and we're going to look at this film and grade it and look and make some corrections and start working on Chapel Hill. And you know the weather's supposed to be miserable next week, so the players come in at zero six thirty, so we can practice. Because if we wait till after school, chances are we're not going to be allowed to do anything. So yeah, he indeed told me that revenge has been served, and it was really it was a. Multiple multiple performance win, you know. Offense played well, and the defense held them to their first shutout win of the season. And that's what you really have to do to win. These next few games definitely are going to be a, a, a test. We got Chapel Hill this mm -hmm. We have Chapel Hill this Friday, who's definitely a solid team. Yeah, and Chapel have, Hill is solid. And then we have Sandy, we're playing Sandy Creek the week after, which is going to be a very interesting game to watch. Of course, going into those games a little bit, Chapel Hill sort of embarrassed us. Last season, they amassed a, a whopping total of 501 yards, for, and most of that was from the air because they had a really good quarterback that year who I'm pretty sure graduated. But, of course, that's homecoming week for us, so we, really, we definitely will want to win on homecoming week. And then next week we got Sandy Creek and uh, – they st they've been slow for the last couple of years, but don't get me wrong. Sandy Creek football is back for sure. They got on that defense, they got a really good safety, Brian Branch, who's an Alabama commit. And then Joey Hunter, who actually used to go here, is a South Carolina commit. And um, their defense is stacked. Their offense is stacked. But who knows? Maybe with that strong defense, we'll be able to contain that powerful Sandy Creek offense. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that game. Oh, yeah. So tom tomorrow, right at Panther Stadium, kickoff's at 7.30. Make sure you come out and support your Panthers. And then next week, over at Sandy Creek, also kickoff at 7.30. Come out and support your Panthers there. Anything else you want to add, Stuckhouse? Uh, I mean, we really talked about a lot this episode. Oh, yeah. I think we kind of got everybody on the page of where all our sports are at, are at right now. Make sure you come out and support your Panthers in all of our sports. So for me and Stackhouse, cheers, fellas. Go Panthers. Go Panthers.